Now for someone completely interesting. My name is Ben Poole and welcome to episode five. Now before I introduce my next guest here, I wanna briefly tell you about the day my good friend Jim won the lottery. I don't know the date or the circumstances or if he even bought a ticket, but I do know it was the day he met my next guest, someone completely interesting. Stacy Ruler. Thank you so much for joining me, Stacy. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure, Ben. That's uh, quite the intro. <laughs> All right. So we've known each other, I want to say right around 15 years. And I actually um, was talking about it with my wife, Monique. I remember the first time we met and we had the same feeling like we've known you all our lives. You have that effect, that really uh, welcoming, relaxing. Uh, people just feel really comfortable around you. So another reason why I kind of put you on my, uh, well, should we call it a hit list maybe? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, it's great to be here and uh, happy to share my story. Awesome. Now, so over the years, we've got to know you quite well. And um, I know you're a very caring, generous person, especially when it comes to volunteering and uh, with friends, family, and even with the, with your job. Uh, but here's where I want to start as far as uh, what's got my interest. I know a little bit about this, but I don't know a lot about this. And it's uh, in your younger days, you used to race chariots now before i want you to explain like kind of the finer points of the sport and a little bit of how it works uh and and then we'll talk maybe how you got involved in that but can i just give you about like what my impression is of what chariot racing is all about yes i'd love to okay, hear it so here's what i have in my head you've got Perfect. something like a, a replica of like the roman coliseum and you're running around in those two-wheeled carts behind a horse or two and they've got like spikes coming off the wheels and you've got a mace and a sword and you're trying to decapitate the competition. How close am I to the actual event? You know, you're about 50% there. Like <laughs> you're getting close. You're getting close. It does involve the horses. It does involve some kind of a metal apparatus that you stand in with wheels. So, okay. um, you know, you got that part. There's awesome. definitely no swords, <laughs> no decapitating, no big... <laughs> Um, interactions that way. Don't you Let's feel it would it be way. a little bit more interesting with No, it? I think you got enough to handle okay. going on. <laughs> so I think that uh, keeping that out of it is just fine. Okay. So how exactly does chariot racing work and how did you get involved with something like that? Yeah, you know, it's it's an amazing sport and I had the opportunity back home in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan to, um, you know, I was 14 years old. I had a love of horses and I started doing some Gymkhana events and um, a local family had had asked if I wanted to join them and race one of their chariots with them in the summer and travel around with them. And as a kid who loved speed, who loved adrenaline and loved horses, it was a perfect fit. Um, so Carolyn Floyd Hogue took me in under their wing and I can honestly say taught me so much uh, about the sport. Um, it basically, you know, it, the chariots start off with a lot of the young people within, um, in that world, in the wagon racing world, where mm -hmm. it's two horses with tied with, you know, connected with harness um, to a, a metal cart behind you with, with wheels. Similar, a good example is wheelbarrow wheels is, is essentially what the carts are running off of. And, um, and, and basically you do a figure eight pattern through the barrels, usually against two or three competitors and fastest team back across the line wins. So um, why not at 14 years old take that up? I think uh, it was a, a thrill for me to be part of that. Now, we had talked a little bit before, too, and you kind of mentioned like there, there's actually a lot more to the the sport as, as far as the sport itself and the competition aspect of it. But there's a lot around the event itself that that you had to uh, 
deal with, I guess. Yeah. And that's so true. I think, you know, there's many associations across Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, and these associations honestly are a a large community. Um, the same, the same family members will attend the same different events along through these circuits. And, and really it's a part of a community. Um, but it also is a sport, a sport I want to say not for the faint of heart because the work that is involved for those two minutes of fun, um, is extensive. Um, you know, conditioning all week long, it's the care of those animals while you are away. So, so really it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work and determination and, um, but such a unique rewarding Mm -hmm. experience for sure. You talked a little bit too, when uh, we were kind of going through over this a little bit, um, sponsorship, that kind of stuff too, is all involved with that too. So is that something like that as a competitor, you had to go out and, and acquire on your own or how, how did that work? Yeah. So for many of the drivers, at least for myself, and, um, it was a chance for you to basically use your chariot and, or your wagon as a, as a piece of advertising promotion. Uh, so while we were going into these communities at a young age, I started kind of thinking, Hey, this is a way we can, um, had, have some revenue coming in. Cause when in the pony circuits, there's not necessarily a lot of uh, money to be made, especially mm-hmm. kind of in the chariot cycle. And so what it is, is it's connecting with a local business at that fair or um, event and and having a promotion on your side of your chariot. So that was something that uh, I took to and and really enjoyed doing. Um, And it wasn't until you kind of look back how much how much I really did enjoy it you know mm-hmm. it's the planning ahead of where you're going and and connecting with those sponsors and then continuing to to connect with them year after year and uh and providing that connection. So, so as a young person you basically learned firsthand about something like marketing I guess you got it yeah okay. yeah which leads into like how did so the, how did that develop because let's talk a little bit about where you're at right now you work for Lakeland College in Vermilion and can we say essentially, in, in a sense, that's what you're doing now? Yeah. I, so basically, I work for Lakeland College as a development officer. So my focus right now is fundraising, corporate sponsorships, uh, donor relations. So kind of a, a big blanket of things. And you're right, it definitely does tie right into that. Um, I had was fortunate enough to attend Lakeland College and took the mar- their marketing diploma. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, it's been a direct fit to kind of circle, make the complete circle back. Uh, but such a rewarding experience experience to what I'm doing right now to really Mm -hmm. to have that connection so what would you say like uh, in and around the sport of I guess chariot racing from your 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 experience with that what are some of the other aspects that have come into play in your life uh, as a whole I guess Oh, for me, I, like I said earlier mentioned the hard work and and the determination and also maybe the the willingness to take on a challenge that maybe not seem um uh, that you have the, the end result right away. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you need to, you need to invest that time to learn those skills, um, to, to get to where you want to go. So I think that's, those are the, the key things that I can think of that really has, uh, I've been able to take from, from that a long way through, uh, to where I'm at now. Awesome. Okay. Um, uh, what was it? Okay. I wanted to go back to like the racing itself. You said not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Is there a, is there a story or is there a memory you have with that that might kind of uh, give us a little bit of an idea? You said it's it's about a two minute event. Let's let's go through those two minutes or or tell us maybe a, an experience you had with that that uh, puts you know, us puts us in the driver's seat so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's that's uh, going back down memory lane for me. Um, you know, I think when I think of the 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 times it's it's 
it's the lead up to the event, right? Mm -hmm. It's all the preparation and work with the horses. And like any other sports event, as you're getting ready, you can feel that pit in the bottom of your stomach going, okay, you know, soon that adrenaline rush is going to be coming and, and, uh, and the horses feel it too. You know, they're, they're, every horse is unique. Uh, there used to be horses that as you started to harness them and work with them, they would prance, they'd back and forth because of that anticipation. Um, and, uh, you know, just there's certain music that I can hear today on the radio that take me back to, uh, you know, you're hearing it before you race and, and you just, same thing, you know, you relate to that little butterfly in your stomach and, and, and then, you know, literally once the horn blows, you forget about everything else. Mm -hmm. Your focus is your horses and yourself and those around you. And, um, you know, the biggest thing is getting around that track clean and safe and, and doing your best to, to be ahead of everyone else. Um, you know, when you think back to funny stories, I think the easiest thing you can think of is there were times where, uh, you know, when it was safe to do so, we raced in the mud and the sand and you'd come off the track and literally take off your glasses and all you would see are the whites of your eyes. (laughs) And there were mud in places that you never could imagine that there would be mud. Um, and, and you're living out of a camper on the road and there's the, maybe another podcast another day, get into those details, but, uh, uh, yeah. And Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe buying like a case of wet naps or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and a bottle of water. Yeah. Anything would work. All right. Uh, you mentioned growing up in uh, Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I Hudson Bay is located right in northeastern Saskatchewan in the middle of the forestry um, in a snow machiner's paradise in a hunter's paradise with lakes and and uh, situated right around it. And the best way I can st- describe it is a, um, a community that a small community that bands together. Uh, and looking back, uh, you know, we're so fortunate to be part of that type of community where my parents, my grandparents were uh, volunteers in the community and still mm-hmm. and my parents still are. And and uh, a community that without that volunteership wouldn't succeed, can't succeed. Right. And I think that's something that, uh, as you know, we maybe have talked about in our culture, that's something that's, that's falling by the wayside, but sad in that sense, because I think we all have a place to play in that and can do so much. Awesome. Um, now, okay, so grow up in Saskatchewan, you, you moved to Alberta. Uh, w- 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 did you move to go to Lakeland College? Is that what... Yeah, like kind of everything else in in my world, when I had the chance to go to post-secondary, I wanted to do something totally different. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, not be the one who took the typical path. And um, I heard about Lakeland College and I thought, man, this sounds really neat. So when I moved out to Vermilion to go to school, I knew of two people in the area and that was it. It was a completely new experience for me. Um, it was rewarding. It was an awesome opportunity. And uh, I said I was going to come to Vermilion for two years. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, I'm <laughs> still there. I haven't left yet. So uh, it was well, a great I, opportunity. I guess in a way, two significant things developed from your uh, time at Lakeline College. Well, number one, it turned into a career at the college. And number two was uh, your uh, your husband was there too. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I actually, uh, I met my husband while I was doing a campus tour at, uh, well, at the time I was working for the college in their mm-hmm. marketing department. Um, and, and my husband, Jim, was teaching at the college. And, and so, yeah, Vermilion has definitely become home, so... Awesome. Yeah, I just I mentioned that because uh, it it looks like that was part of the reason the the challenge of your husband. 
Well, that's always a challenge. I think if anyone knows my husband, that's a big challenge. But, uh, but no, it was it was an opportunity, and a, you know, Vermilion definitely has always has been home to me for so many years, and mm-hmm. and and welcomed us into the community, which we're excited about. So I, I guess back to your career with Lakeland College, and what what are some of the I guess benefits or, or things you enjoy about that job? Yeah, you know, um, I. I'm lucky enough to say that, uh, you know, I spent five years working in the marketing recruitment department of the college and, you know, right out of post-secondary, right out of completing my diploma, I got to travel Western Canada recruiting for Mm -hmm. the college, which as a young adult was an awesome experience. I literally was in every town from Northern BC to Southern Saskatchewan and into Manitoba, which has all kinds of stories in that. But, um, you know, and then now just recently, I'm just coming back after being with the college now again for two years in, in the in the donor relations side and the fundraising side, which is so rewarding mm-hmm. um, to be able to work with, you know, companies and organizations and donors who really want to give back to the students and the organization. So really I'm just the facilitator. Uh, you know, I, I work as in as connecting the cause and, and the individual and have got to meet some really unique people along the way, which has been awesome. So is this something like, I, I guess maybe businesses that would have a vested interest in some of the programs in the school and just trying to, offset costs for for students who are trying to I guess find careers that would 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 benefit these uh, businesses or employers or or alumni who just have a I guess, uh, a vested interest in the success of the college. That's correct. Yeah. So it could could be any of the above. Um, You know, we've had some 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 great donations from some alumni who have gone on and, and wanted to give back because of their experience. We've had uh, been able to work with, uh, with families who support Lakeland's mission and want to see them succeed and want to, want to enhance that student experience. So, Mm -hmm. so to us, that helps elevate the level of education that we can provide to those students. So. Okay. So if there was any potential students who are thinking about, uh, taking advantage of, of what there is to offer at Lakeland College, or if there's someone who wants to help continue on with the benefit of that, is there a way they could uh, find out more information or is, is there any any way to maybe contact you about that? Yeah, for sure. I think the best way would be to, to go onto our website. Uh, you know, if you're interested in looking at some of the giving opportunities within the college, um, again, you can click on the giving tab. It'll send you right to our contact, our team and our contact information. If you're interested in the recruitment of the college, same thing, head to the website. Um, it's great and very interactive and and watch what's going on online especially if you're interested in attending with the virtual worlds right now they're doing lots of interaction where people can actually get to interact with uh with those of us there on campus excellent stacy this has been an enlightening pleasure (laughs) um when was the last time you did chariot racing Oh. And is there any interest of maybe getting back into it i know you got a couple of small kids right now maybe maybe they might get into it yeah, you know, I think it's it's been many years. I, I probably haven't raced since my early 20s. Um, with the commitment that it takes, you know, the dedication to the horses um, and, and so forth, it's it's a big undertaking to mm-hmm. do. Um, and and so I think, you know, I, I don't think I can see myself picking up the, the reins anytime soon. Um, if uh, if one of the kids wanted to to look into it. I would take a deep breath and go, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, I think we'll start with getting uh, getting them doing some more riding on their horses they currently have and uh, and start there, but uh, but anything's possible. So Excellent. It's been a pleasure. Stacey, I think next time we have you on, like you mentioned, maybe a whole other episode on uh, cleaning mud where you never thought you would get mud. Sure, let's, <laughs> let's do it. All right. Uh, Stacey Ruler, someone completely interesting. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, join us on this podcast. You're welcome.